0: If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support. So you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. When you're ready to go deeper into your spiritual work or break through blockages in your practice, you may start to hear that inner calling to find a mentor. And when that call comes in, the last thing you want to do is waste a lot of energy or time to find the right fit. Today, we're exploring the advantages of a spiritual mentor, what to look for, and what should have you running for the door. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern
1: world. Well, hello there, kindred spirits. Welcome to our podcast, Sacred Space, here at Modern Life and Spirit. I'm Robert Wooten. I'm here with certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten. And today's topic is one I believe most spiritual seekers can relate to. And that's finding a mentor or a teacher or a guru to help take you further along your path than you could go on your own. So how do you find one? And how do you know if you even need one? Or if If you found one, how will you know that that person will be a good fit for you? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: We've all heard that phrase, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's generally true when it comes to the universe. But there are times where we need to put in a little legwork or stretch out to find new opportunities to grow. And there are definitely times in my journey, where I felt like I had plateaued, or I had just gone as far as I could go individually. And I wanted to talk to those people who had practical experience who had been where I had been before, and knew how to, you know, navigate that experience and get to the next level. And There were times where I was really begging for someone to come along and just download all of this wisdom and knowledge into my being. And then I just knew I'd be off to the races again and everything would be fine. And what I realized later was that in those times where I was begging for that teacher to appear, I usually wasn't ready for that information and sometimes didn't need it in that particular stage of my journey. The three people that have had the biggest impact on me that I would refer to as spiritual teachers for me came into my life when I wasn't actively seeking a spiritual growth opportunity. It just appeared in front of me and I had that very strong feeling and knowing and yes inside to go further on that journey. And what was really magical about each of those times was that I didn't know or have any expectation at all about where those experiences would lead me. So I wasn't doing it for a specific result. In fact, it was like this random errant puzzle piece that I had no idea how it was going to fit in. I just knew that it was right for me in that time. And those are the things that have propelled me further than anything else. But that being said, I have felt that calling to add to my toolbox over the years and to learn certain skills that I felt intuitively drawn to and things that I knew would help me to continue to grow as a person and in my spiritual knowledge. And those experiences have been really beautiful stepping stones to allow me to become more of myself and to not reinvent the wheel, but discover new ways to interact with spirit or to express myself spiritually. And those experiences can become incredible catalysts for growth. And at some point in your spiritual journey, you're going to feel that urge to learn a new practice or to just stretch out in some way. And the best way to do it is with some sort of a spiritual mentor or a guide who can share that information, their experience with it, someone who can be that catalyst to the growth that takes you to that next level, and someone who can really push you a little bit so you can see those results. I really think that that's important in the mentorship relationship is someone who like pushes you out of the comfort zone and helps you to do things you wouldn't normally think you were even capable of and that uh, that's a huge advantage We'll, we'll talk about you know having a spiritual mentor but I think that's an enormous one for me in my mediumship training having to do public demonstrations of mediumship there's nothing more terrifying than like having to stand in front of this huge group of people for the first time and go Okay, now I'm going to tune in like instantly and give, it It was just a wild experience. But I would have never believed that I could do that had I not had, you know, this New Yorker behind me going, just get up there. <laughs> like, you don't have any room to argue about it. Like, get up there. You know, those are really beneficial experiences. And I know, Robert, you have found people that have been those mentors and teachers to you.
1: My first real teacher was- Way a long time ago, would do something similar. She was teaching an advanced metaphysics class, but what she had us do was teach a class on something that we thought we were specialists in, or something we knew something about, or were interested in pursuing more. And what we didn't know is that she knew a lot about whatever it was we were going to teach about. I taught like a self hypnosis for relaxation. to pick something that I already knew something about and went from there. Uh, Another person taught an automatic writing class and another person taught a tarot class. And she always had this, from the teacher role, she would ask you questions and she would teach you how to push beyond what it was, this very simple elementary beginning thing that you tried to teach, and she'd make you take it further and further and further until you got better at it. And then she would make you do it in front of a class where people were allowed to ask questions. And that will push you also, just like what you were talking about, where you're giving public demonstrations and people, you know, interact with what you're saying to them. And you have to listen and really understand what it is you're trying to convey to them.
0: You know, I like what you were saying, too. It made me think of that sometimes one of the values of having that type of relationship is someone creates the space for you. It's, it's holding that space for you to be able to demonstrate or to, to make that shift or make that change. You're doing the work. You're doing the, the learning, the processing, and but the space is being created and held for you to do that.
1: She was a big believer in creating this like-minded community which is what I think she was aiming towards. And you have this wide-ranging group of people with various experiences to com- to contribute to that community. Yeah. So let's just get the question out there that we are trying to figure out, and that that is, do you need a spiritual teacher, mentor, or guru?
0: I think sometimes it can be very helpful. I don't necessarily, for myself... Notice that all the time that that's required because ultimately the universe, your your soul, your spiritual light is what is teaching you. Now, that light will utilize other individuals, people, knowledge, inspiration, natural experiences, signs to be your teacher. So the ultimate teacher is your higher self and the divine as it's being expressed through the circumstances and experiences around you now sometimes in our life path we have those urges like we were talking about earlier where you get that push of you know i'd like to learn something new I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and, you know, to get from A to B, I really need someone who's been from A to B, who can share this information or just support me in the process, knowing that they've been able to go through that or make that shift within themselves. So, in those particular times, absolutely I think a mentor or a teacher can be that person who puts that stepping stone in front of you and acts as that conduit for the higher self, for the universe to create that change. For me, I think there's three major advantages to having those types of experiences. And again, it's when you feel drawn to it, when you feel the push, or when you have those experiences where an opportunity presents itself and you hear that yes inside and you follow that. So the three advantages that I see and this is number 1 is the biggest one for me it's so huge is accountability. <laughs> number 1 accountability. So when you have a commitment whether that be attending satsang every week or you're attending your meditation group every week or you're you know going to a certain class having that accountability of needing to arrive there or you know a specific date and time that you've set aside to be able to do that helps you to actually do the work, because otherwise things can get so buried in the background of the other things that are, you know, on the forefront of life. I think about with yoga, for example, there are amazing yoga teachers online, and you can, you know, watch and do your yoga class or focus on a certain specialty at home. But I don't do that very well. You know, I I can, but it usually ends up if I have to go through all those steps and then find something, I'll usually just keep putting it off. But if I set up the class date and time or write it on my calendar, and I actually go, then that just little element of accountability makes sure that I follow through with the practice. So sometimes that accountability is going to be, you know, attending some sort of a regular event that makes you do the meditation or makes you actually follow through with the practice. Sometimes it's also these days having communities that help you to be accountable and to participate. And, you know, you need to have read the information or you need to put some things into practice to contribute in a valuable way. So accountability helps us to really stretch and to make sure that those Things that we say are a priority, that we say, I want to grow in this space, we're actually doing the work that brings us to that space.
1: You've made a promise to the teacher that you're going to be there and to the other students. If there are other students in your class, you've made this promise, this commitment, this contract that I will be here to learn from you or to do this. And you have to own up to that contract by actually showing up.
0: You also are sending that information out into the universe that says, I'm committed. And when you follow through, you're really, you know, threading that needle. I'm committed. I'm committed to this change. I'm actively shifting and changing my energy. I would also say that self-disappointment is a motivator. When we say, I'm going to do something, and we really feel it strongly, and then if we don't follow through with it, it it feels terrible, because we feel like maybe we weren't living in our truth in that moment, or we're, you know, just get down on ourselves. And, you know, that's not a great feeling either. So I think that's even more of a push or motivator sometimes than disappointing other people is that feeling inside that's, man, you know, I let myself down. I know this is important, and I didn't give it the space it needed. So the other advantage is troubleshooting. So whenever it is that we're learning something new – It can really help to have someone who's familiar with some of those common blocks, depending on what it is that you're learning. They have experience with it themselves and experience with it from the other students that they've taught, depending on how much, you know, how many years of experience they have with that practice. So for them, they have that capacity to know what works, what guides people through this blockage, how it is that, you know, you can get from that A to B, if this is what's sitting in the middle. So it's that extra layer of experience that makes a difference that, you know, there's a difference between taking the stairs and taking the elevator. And when you are working with someone who has that experience, it can help you. Yeah, you can get to the same place if you walk up the stairs, you know, but if you're going up 30 flights, you're going to be real tired by the time you get there because you're and also you'll probably have taken like eight breaks in between. (sighs) Whereas (laughs) if you use the elevator, you're moving more quickly, sometimes with a greater depth than you would normally because you do have those push you do when you get confused about something or blocked, you have that support to just help you keep moving forward versus you having to do it just your own leg muscles yourself. The third advantage that I see in my experience is helping you to refine your practice so with a the teacher they do help you to get a little bit deeper into the practice. It challenges you again to push yourself a little bit. It's a catalyst to to go a little deeper because they can see your potential and sometimes you know see the energy of what it is that you're offering and maybe convey or reflect back to you things that you maybe didn't realize of what you were seeking. So that insight can be really helpful. I think of it when you're doing a yoga class, apparently yoga is on the brain. So I guess I need to get back into (laughs) like doing a lot more yoga. But when you are in that practice, and you're in a class, for example, when the teacher comes up, and they, if you've had this experience, I'm not sure if, if you all have, but I have, that's been great, where somebody, you know, maybe takes your hips and guide them a little bit, So it's someone who helps you get a little bit deeper into the pose because you can't see that same alignment, but they can see, okay, we're not quite where we need to be and help you get there. So refining your practice, having someone with that sharp eye can really help. I do feel that having a spiritual mentor, having some extra support really does make a difference in how quickly we can get there. And how supported we feel in the process because you don't want to be walking up those flight of stairs and you get to you know the 20th floor and then you just go i'm done like i give up i'm so tired i'm just done
1: so i would add that i think that there is one other advantage it's a very subtle advantage and that is the teacher providing an example To the person that is just learning something of what it's like to be at that higher level how do you live once you get to this one place how do you conduct your life or integrate the practices you're hoping to learn into your daily life how does the teacher do that you can ask them questions about their daily life or their daily practice and so they are providing this example of what it's like to be there so you can look at them and say oh well I hope to achieve That level of understanding, or in yoga, I hope to achieve that level of understanding of the asanas and the practice and be able to devote more time to it like they do.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, you know, just seeing it and feeling it, you know, really does teach us more than just someone sitting in front of us and lecturing and so forth. Like seeing it in real world practice does make a difference in how we understand it so that that knowledge moves outside of the classroom outside of the meditation room or yoga room or yurt <laughs> that you're in <laughs> and then you can see it in a different a different way. I mentioned earlier that the universe will bring you a lot of opportunities organically and naturally. But if you are feeling the push to learn a certain skill or to grow in a certain area and you're needing extra support and you know, it hasn't landed in your lap, sometimes that means you need to do a little bit of extra legwork. So how do you find someone? It's very important first to always start with an intention, put it out into the universe, be specific what it is that you need help with. Keep in mind sometimes when you say, I want to learn, fill in the blank, that that information may come to you in in a different form than you're thinking that it will. So if you find that you'd like to learn with a specific person, or you want to learn through a community, you can get specific with that in that intention. The next one is something that really brings that energy out. So when we're creating a new energy, when we're sending like a wave out into the universe, you know, giving it extra power, giving it a little bit of extra push, this is one of those ways that you can add a little oomph to that intention. This is where that energy starts really shifting. So the second recommendation I have for finding someone is to stretch out so read books, listen to talks, expose yourself to a ton of new material and voices that lead you in new places. Join those aligned communities, get into the spiritual book club, follow spiritual people on social media, do what you need to do to stretch so that new opportunities can find you. But if you're staying in the same spot, in the same place over and over again, You're not saying, hey, I'm stretching here. So if you want to learn and you want to grow, it's time to start stretching out. My third recommendation is, and this is just a plus really, but I'm going to count it as a recommendation because it's important, is when you're an empath or when you are a sensitive person, you have a heightened truth radar, so use it. It is important for you to trust your inner truth when choosing someone to work with. If something doesn't feel right, move on. I really like to listen to someone's voice because vibration is carried on the voice. So, for me, I'll look at a video and listen to someone talk or, you know, listen to a speech or, you know, sometimes even just call and talk on the phone, see if I'm able to get that person on. But listen to the vibration of the voice, because that's where you can connect on how do I feel when I'm connecting with this vibration? Is it uplifting? Is it supporting? Is it taking me internally where I want to go? So use that voice and use that internal instinct that you have. And then you've got to listen more <laughs> for the answer. So asking yourself. Is this the right experience for me? So maybe you're like me. Maybe you have that errant puzzle piece and you don't know how you're going to use that information. And maybe it doesn't make any kind of logical sense why you want to take a certain spiritual class, but something within you is calling for it. So listen, because more often than not, what you'll find is that that leads you to something else profound, and it becomes an important part of your journey. So don't ignore because you're missing the opportunity to go to a new place in the mountaintop. The last recommendation I have for finding someone is remember that what is most important is the lesson and not the person. So the universe is teaching you always, your soul is teaching you. And that Higher self will use different people, different experiences, and opportunities to do that. And sometimes that will be through a spiritual mentor or someone who helps you to get those results within that you're looking for. And sometimes the teaching is in the zen of just the existence of a flower. So, no matter what avatar is teaching you, don't forget that it's ultimately the universe that is the true teacher
1: when you are stretching out and you are listening i think you are also raising your vibration to the place that you are trying to go and maybe that's when the teacher shows up because you are on the same vibrational path
0: well you're you're saying to the universe i'm willing to do something different and you have to you know show it's it's like attracts like so you have to show i'm doing something different i'm creating this as a priority for myself And sometimes we have to demonstrate that before it just arrives in our lap, especially if those opportunities have come before and we've ignored them. I do, before we leave the space of talking about spiritual teachers, want to touch on warning signs of an unhealthy spiritual teacher relationship. There are some indicators that you may be getting into a situation that moves the needle from learning to controlling. There are certainly people out there, just like in any career, profession, or experience, who say, I'm a spiritual teacher, but through demonstration, it may not hold up to that scrutiny. So, discernment is so important. And a true spiritual teacher doesn't ever seek to control you, they know you have to do the work yourself. And they can give you the information, they can support you in the process. But you are the one that ultimately has to do that work. And controlling behavior actually prevents you from doing your own work. So you're surrendering your power, which doesn't allow you to do the deeper work. So these are some warning signs to look for that indicate you might have one of these situations where you need to be running for the door. So (laughs) warning signs are... Exalted leaders with an unhealthy attachment or loyalty, so they really demand things that are very unreasonable or people seem to really worship that person in particular, you know, really great spiritual teachers will always point you to help you strengthen your relationship with source. It's not about them. It's about helping you be the best version of your self in your relationship with the divine so in situations where you have the emphasis is about the person their persona and charisma and you know they're very exalted and everyone's you know naming firstborn babies after them that should definitely send up some hmm interesting definitely want to keep my eyes peeled here and especially if that person can't seem to admit their own humanness or admit that even the spiritual teacher is learning. And a lot of times people become teachers, which allow them to learn even deeper, you know, levels in that particular subject. So no one is so perfect, that they don't have human elements and egoic elements that they wish weren't there that's just the reality that's why when we have these teachers who have been out and exalted and then you know years later these abuse stories come out and so forth there should be an element where that teacher indicates or is open with the challenges that they have had and how they worked through them versus it being You know, I was born from this lineage and yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I feel for me looking at when someone's able to truly admit their humanness and what they're working on and the areas where they've struggled and how they've shifted that. That's powerful because that's the real stuff. It's not the, you know, the gilded throne situation it's what i'm looking for is that realness not the exalted leader
1: my favorite version of that is the dalai lama who will when he meets people still say i am but a simple monk he doesn't see himself as anything special he knows that his position is important but that's not him Mm -hmm. and so he doesn't take that to himself and say oh i'm In charge of all these people and you have to do what i say he just simply walks into the room and says i am but a monk and he will ask quite often more questions of other people Mm -hmm. than than he tells anyone what they should be doing and i think that's him still admitting at a very profound level of his humanness
0: well just in the way that he is it inspires this i want to be like that i want that sense of serenity I want that sense of, you know, humor and ease, you know, you, you see him walk into all these different situations. And, and what a sense of ease he does that with. So he inspires it versus it being, this is the edict, you know, and you listen to me because of X, Y, Z. It's through demonstration that, you know, it it draws us within because we want that, And clearly he has done the work to create some internal elements. And does he have things that he wants to change? For sure. For sure. You know, I've I've read different interviews with him. I think he's really fascinating. And he admits to his humanness in a beautiful way. Our second warning sign, and we, we have four of them. There's four warning signs. So our second is separating you from outside communities. If in order to learn from someone... There is a separation from your family, friends, community organizations. If you're very limited in the type of additional other information you're allowed to be exposed to, that should certainly be concerning and would be a major, major red flag. Now, there are times where we can learn, hey, I need to change certain relationships because it's, you know, through growth, I'm realizing man, this wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy for me to not have boundaries. So I need to shift it. But it should not come from you being isolated, so enmeshed in a community that it prevents you from seeking information from outside sources. And that's one of those places where we see the rise of the cult, where accidentally, you know, as people become more separated, They are continuously inundated with propaganda, with a sense of that these experiences in the community that, you know, is part of the cult community is a normalcy. So making sure that you have those outside areas, that you're not being isolated in the type of communication and exposure you have, that it's not being censored, is very important. And it would be a major cult red flag If that was not the case, our next warning sign is if the organization or if the individual really opposes critical thinking or questioning, if they shut down questions rather than invite questions and try and address them, if there is this edict of, well, you just do it because I say versus a deeper explanation or understanding helping you go deeper into the process, then that moves into the controlling element. Guys, when you're getting these things being checked off on your list, those red flags are going off internally. So really listen when you're getting that internal alarm and don't talk yourself out of it, even if it's uncomfortable. In self-defense classes for women, they explain, don't be afraid to be impolite to take care of yourself. So if someone's following you, don't be worried about addressing them directly, back off, if you feel threatened, or, you know, to get more information. So in psychic defense, don't be afraid to address something and listen to those internal alarm bells. So number four, and this is our last one in, you know, approaching red flags, and there's lots, but these are kind of primary ones that you know, I've seen or can be real tricky, controlling details of your life. So how you eat, who you can marry, what you're allowed to do, those are all you know, when it starts to get into all these little minutiae, that again is taking away your power, and it's indicating that, you know, well, why, why? Are these things not being of my choice? Why are these things being commanded? So that's another big one. And I'm going to throw this in from experiences that we've had in Sedona. So Sedona has this tendency to draw in a huge mix of people from the spiritual world. And there have been people who are very much that cult status. And from those experiences, one thing that I saw with one of them in particular, was a real lack of respect for life. And this person would mask it with, you know, I'm this exalted being from this, you know, higher dimensional element, higher dimensional place. And so this life is kind of this peon life. It's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. And ultimately it led to several suicides, specifically in connection with this person, because part of his teaching was having no respect for life. And, you know, for me, that's a fundamental affront, because I think, you know, life is spirit, it is creation, it's just an incredible, beautiful, wonderful opportunity. So if you're also in this process being taught no respect for life, or there's no sacredness in it, then that can be a subtle thing that can lead to major unhealthy and imbalanced perspective, finding a spiritual mentor or a teacher can be a really helpful experience. Sometimes you find them, sometimes they find you, but when you do have that growth mindset, you will attract the experiences and that support system that can help you continue to grow and expand. I know that the strategies that we talked about today can lead you to finding spiritual support that's calling you. And you can definitely use the warning signs that we talked about to sharpen your discernment. Please do. And listen back because it's, there's a lot of charismatic people out there. And it's important to really use this as a checklist for your own discernment.
1: I just want to point out that some of these warning signs are very similar to dating red flags. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> so if, it you is. Wouldn't, if you
1: wouldn't date a person oh because gosh. of something, I think you probably shouldn't trust them as a teacher either. Not that you should be dating your teacher, but I'm just no. saying that if the same red flags are showing up, if you've been in a bad relationship before or a controlling mm-hmm. relationship before, you know how that feels. You know what the red flags are. Don't put them aside. You know, listen to that. Some of the Psychological manipulation tactics that Mm -hmm. a person clearly reveals their oversized ego and somehow is able to convince other people that it's that's not what they're doing. But you will know when you see that or feel that that it is definitely time to head for the yurt door.
0: Yeah. Yeah, run, not just like head for it slowly, like run out the door. And it like very narcissistic. If you are familiar with narcissists, if you've had that in your past, if you have studied narcissism, definitely pay attention to that when you're looking for teachers, because there's certainly a good portion of those, including the one I was talking about earlier, who have those particular traits and Pay attention to love bombing. Cults use love bombing all the time to draw people in. So if there's just a very disproportionate or disingenuous intimacy that comes very quickly, those are things that you should consider about the community. That can also be a red flag. So I love that you brought that up. That's such a good way to think about it. Do you want to date this person? No, maybe not. We did talk earlier in this episode about the value of accountability. If you want some regular support to interrupt some of your daily scroll and to help you connect with your spiritual side, make sure that you subscribe, join us. We have new episodes that come out every Wednesday and we love to just connect and go a little bit deeper into integrating the spiritual aspects and modern life. And we'd love to welcome you to our circle of kindred spirits. And if you want to get updates or inspiration stories and exclusive content that we share with only our mailing list, send us a quick message at Sedona medium.com and ask us to add you again, you can find us at Sedona medium.com. We'd love to welcome you and to share some of that extra little goodness with you to support you in the process or to go deeper with certain episodes until next time many blessings
1: the modern life and spirit podcast is for informational purposes only the information provided is not intended to provide medical psychological legal or financial advice information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness to read the full disclaimer see sedonamedium.com